Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo and Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on Drag Race. Drag Race Holland. Holland's Drag Race. What is happening? Drag Race Holland. Drag Race. Three, two, one. Drag, Drag Race Holland. Holland. Yeah. Should I edit it out or should I just let them know that we're human and we too? make mistakes sometimes we do keep it in yes keep, keep it, it in, in for the fans hey everyone thank you for coming back to that podcast mm-hmm. um i hope you guys have had a great week yep. how's your week been going very busy very busy very busy at work now as you know this podcast is it's basically a rupaul's drag race review podcast type yes. thing isn't it uh-huh that's and our intent anyway just for all of our new our newcomers our new listeners um and our background and why we started this mm-hmm. we started this because obviously first and foremost we are super fans of the show we are we love the show we have accrued a good amount of knowledge about it over the years yeah. i think i think yeah. you know we a, like review, to get a review a review called it encyclopedic mm-hmm. an encyclopedic mm-hmm. knowledge yes. of rupaul's drag race now we're not one hit I'm, I'm not a hit a break i'm not <laughs> but you know where's the lie where's the, so we're super fans and i i guess tom Every time we, I mean, everyone does it, doesn't they? They, whenever you talk with someone about something, mm-hmm. you guys have different kind of views, mm-hmm. or you you interpret a situation differently, you yeah. see a situation differently, and it's kind of refreshing a lot of the times when you talk to someone else who who kind of opens your mind to looking at that same topic a different way. I think and, we do that to each other, don't we? Yes, we and I, have different viewpoints. Yeah. So every time you used to talk about, like, for example, if an episode came out, I hear you talk about, it, I'd be like, oh, that's actually really. I didn't see it that way <laughs> and I guess that was one of the main things is because um, everyone that I know um, we kind of we kind of think the same way now <laughs> it's because I the people that I run around with are quite, are quite out there kind of like loud effervescent effervescent yes, eccentric yeah, it's funny you say it seems like you're a lot there but you couldn't win an acting challenge <laughs> name that drag queen <laughs> Bianca yeah so um, yeah that's kind of what happened and I have a background of performing mm-hmm. of, of, of dancing of, of singing um, and Tom has a background in um, psychiatry, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah, so I guess neither of us were here to necessarily kind of, you know, psychoanalyze um, the, I think said the patient. Oh, that's then. absolutely the, what I want you to queens. do. No, but just like providing <laughs> a certain viewpoint, isn't it? And we do come from yeah. different worlds and provide different viewpoints. And yeah. You're, you know, you've got such great knowledge of, of performance, dance, singing that... Um, I love what you bring, and I learn something from you every week, I think. Every week. Every week. I, I like listening to what you have to say, because then I try to, I, I control alt, control S, say, <laughs> and then I use it whenever someone has the situation, and I just come off quite wisdomous. <laughs> I come off quite wisdomous, and I, I'm not one to brag, but I've, I, I think I think if you're a listener, if you're a long-time listener of the pod, you surely have picked up something in regard to how to look at a performance um how to mm. kind of interpret a performance i hope mm. or or what what they do and, and, and how that's supposed to uh, inspire you when as a as a viewer of that art and also when uh when it comes to looking at people and the behaviors and i, I know i know I mean, i'm not trying to kiss anyone's ass here <laughs> but i i do 
I do listen a lot when you talk about um, oh. when they talk about their childhood and then how you interpret that and then because a lot of the times it, it comes to fruition so I know that you're not talking out of your ass well I guess like my standpoint is with a lot of the queens well all these queens it's like I don't know them I'm going to get little tidbits to their information so I can only interpret it in a certain way and I never ever want to come across as like judgmental or pejorative in any way that I discuss that it just trying coming from a place of like trying to understand why queens act in a certain way and you know one thing that i think about our podcast is we don't slip into vilification of anybody we don't go like oh she's a horrible bitch villain from hell and she should go away forever this ain't the hate brigade it's not it's not even you know um we're i think we're quite into understanding why queens behave the way they do in that pressure cooker of an environment i i hope so Mm. i hope so i know that you um you keep me (laughs) (laughs) you keep me uh pg a lot of the times but like i don't (laughs) i don't think that i that we for that for that matter um are quite like those angry kind of people that are just hmm. very quick to cut a bitch. Definitely, I, th- I think we're we, you know we, we take our time with it a bit more. We don't give in to knee jerk reactions to what we see on a heavily edited reality show. First you know? and foremost, we understand mm-hmm. it's a TV show. Yeah, and the way that I um, the way that I look at the show and the way that I give the feedback is purely as a viewer of that uh-huh. art. Um, I have no personal vendettas. JBK, I have. What was it? JBK. Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. JBC. JBC. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't even remember his name. So I told you, I, 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 don't, I don't hold any resentment towards anyone. You quoted him a second ago and he said, dancer. Oh. <laughs> yeah. See, but I don't want anyone to think that we're, those, that we're that kind of girl because we are not. So does that bring us onto the topic of cancel culture? Why? Because we had, um, well, a couple of pop th- things popped up this past week um, that caught my eye. One of them was this quite well-publicized rumor that a girl who was slated to appear on season 13 of Drag Race US, which we know is wrapped now, um, actually got all the way to LA for filming, but that was then sent home because they uncovered something that they disapproved of. So, so the story goes... Um, were they sent home that episode or were they sent home and then refilmed it again? They, uh, uh, my understanding is she didn't get to filming. She got to LA and then was sent home. So she bought all the stuff, yep. spent all that money. Yep. She took out all the bank loans in the world, yep. hustled her way for whatever she could, mm-hmm. got there and then was sent home. What was the reason? Well, I guess the context here is the, you know, the, the, the legacy of Sherry Pie, really. And I think RuPaul's Drag Race not wanting another controversy like this. To me, it didn't seem anywhere in the same league. But see what you think. So um, the young lady in question, as part of her act, would regularly invite somebody on stage, ask for their phone, play with the phone and send their nudes to anybody in the audience who could access it by airdrop. Um, And that was part of her act. Did they know... Did the person know that no, she was doing it? No, I think it was a it? trick. I think it was a trick. But Oh, that's not... That's tasteless. It's tasteless, definitely. It's tasteless and it's unkind. Um, do you think it's grounds to not include somebody in the show? Hmm. Clearly, it was something that this queen was doing up until recently. So she probably thought it was okay to do. I mean, it, look, it's not art. 
I, I don't agree with that. It's not art. You, you can't say mm-hmm. that, like, as a drag queen and you do certain stuff, like, that are controversial. It's, it's quite, it's done in an artistic way, mm-hmm. like, that is part of their drag performance, as part of their entertainment, their performance. But that's not, that's, there's there's nothing talent. There's no talent behind no. it. There's no, there's no performance aspect of it. There's just, there's a, definitely, you know, a queen being a plain bitch. Yeah. But I guess, could it, I'm playing devil advocate here and yeah. trying to understand, like, the, you know, neither of us has been to this girl show. Could could it exist as a kind of, like, shock, like a shock tactic kind of offensive piece of humour? Could it, as part of, and let's, let's, you know, part of the wider conversation here is drag queens as nightclub entertainers, not, you know, drag is being mainstreamed by RuPaul's Drag Race. Th- these are nightlife entertainers and they are, you know, part of their repertoire is to do things that many people would consider offensive. Again, I don't think what she did was right. Um, I could kind of see why she might have thought it was funny in a very bitchy way. I just hope it's not like a predator mm-hmm. hiding in drag. Mm-hmm. And y- do you know what I mean? I hope it's because that's that, that that's I don't I can't see that being okay. It's not okay at all. But I guess. Th- I just keep on coming back to kind of, is that of the same magnitude as what Sherry Pie did? And I'm not being funny, but I would never hand a drag queen my phone as part of her act. Would you? No. I, I, I won't give my phone to anyone. No, <laughs> rightly so. Yeah, the police will drag me to the cells before I give them my damn phone. Just just lock me up. You ain't, you ain't touching my phone. You ain't getting into my gallery. <laughs> So that that's that really, but I just think it's part of this wider conversation about the mainstream of drag and, and cancel culture and that sort of thing. I mean, this girl hasn't technically been cancelled by the wider public. She's been cancelled by the show. You know, she'd got there, as you said, having spent thousands of pounds, really because they hadn't completed a thorough background check by the time she got there. When you know, when you think of it that way. What do you think about this instance? I I think we've spoken about it before. I'm not a fan of cancel culture in general because I think it breeds more problems. I think it excludes perpetrators from the conversation and I think it drives them into a position where we, we don't understand why they exhibit that behavior and we push them into a position where they're likely to carry it on further in a more secretive way so more people get hurt. Um, so for example, we did talk about Sherry Pie, didn't we? And how she was completely cancelled and completely excluded from the conversation. Um, while I can understand that response because she did some very bad things and hurt a lot of people. Also, we still don't understand why Sherry Pie behaved that way, what she's going to do to change in the future. Um, nobody's really able to keep an eye on her because she's not been seen since. Um, so we don't know what she's doing now, whether she's continuing or whether she's trying to make reparations and change. I do, I do fundamentally, you know, I have to, as part of the job I do, I have to believe in a fundamental way and people's capacity to grow and change. Otherwise I couldn't do the job that I do. So without condoning people's behavior, I have to believe that people can be given a chance to change. And that involves conversation, openness and inclusion, I think. A lot of the times when I think about drag queen and when they are looked bad upon, a lot of the time it's because people are saying that they read them too hard. Or Mm. or give me an example of another reason why um, drag is challenged in the mainstream. Um, That is essentially what drag is anyway. Well, I think, you know, 
think of Bianca Del Rio. I've mm. seen Bianca Del Rio live. Um, and what she presented on Drag Race is not what she presents in her act. Her act is, you know, her 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 comedy bit. Um, her role of of hate. Well, you know, the bit that she did on the show in season six mm-hmm. during the stand-up challenge. It's that, but amped up to, you know, max volume in terms of maximum offensiveness. Um, and Bianca couldn't have said any of the things that she said when I saw her doing She was very, very funny, but very offensive humor. Um and so it interests me how people are really selective as well. But I think it's a sign of the times moving on in some ways because we seem to scrutinize the queens more and more now. I think, you know, most fan favorites on Drag Race, if you looked far enough back in their social media, if not being, you know, let's let's say they'd never deleted anything from their social media. Mm-hmm. If you look far enough back, you'd find something that was highly offensive, highly inappropriate and hurtful done in the name of entertainment and yeah. performance um, so I think we're really selective with that kind of thing as well. Well, let's talk about Sarah Jean because apparently yeah. Sarah Jean's in this kind of um, she's she's in the midst of a cancel. Well, happening with her because of some act that she did that I can't find on can't YouTube find or it. anywhere. You told me, t- tell me about it. Tell everyone about it. So um, this is what. So all I've seen is a still of the performance and people's reaction to descriptions on Reddit. And people are describing it. It's from a few years ago, and people are describing it as yellow face. Um, I'm not really sure if I'm allowed to say that actually, but that's the term that's been used um, in order to equate it with blackface. So imitating people of East Asian origin um, when you are not of that culture or an eth- ethnicity yourself, mm-hmm. which is a really old concept. Like it goes back to well centuries probably, but really it was really egregiously prominent in old Hollywood when um, Caucasian people would be cast in Asian roles over Asian people. So um, amazing actresses like Anna Mae Wong would um, lose out on roles in favor of Caucasian actresses when they were supposed to be playing and portraying people of East Asian origin. Yeah. So it's got a long history and it's highly offensive. It's wrong. Um, but yeah, so um, Sedegine is reported to have... Um, done this in a performance and people have taken offense to it well i've seen as one still and all i can make out from the still is that she's dressed in a kimono-esque outfit and i can't tell what she's doing what she's saying or what else might be going on in terms of the outfit or appropriation or imitation or anything like that so i don't feel like i'm in a position to judge other than i do know that there are some people who have seen it and have expressed offense it's a grey area for me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite grey, like, because drag queens are offensive people. They are provocateurs. They they do art mm. that is very polarising. Very much but so. But there's an acceptance in the fact that it's it's drag and it's, it's part of that drag entertainment. So mm-hmm. my com- the reason the reason I'm looking at that season 13 girl differently is because there was no art involved with I taking see. someone's phone and secretly sending nudes to and airdropping it out. Like that's not that's not an artist. You can't go on stage and say my act today is like that's not <laughs> I, that's I not agree. a performance. I agree, but I could see her justifying it as and very I'm, edgy humor. And I'm wondering if she's just she's hiding behind, but it's my drag and my drag means that this is funny. It's 
not funny. It's not art. There's there's nothing performed. There's no performance element of there. Whereas when you see Bianca Daria, though, how she's so witty and she offends everyone, but that's kind that's, of her performance. Yeah. yeah, she 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 insults herself. She insults you. She like no one is safe with she her. She starts off reading herself. Yes, then and, she and, reads everyone. So she's pan offensive. And it's a and, and it's a performance. It's it's something that requires you know like I'd say like. In the words of Willem, talent. Wet talent, skill, humor. Yes, and then, so there's nothing behind that season 13 girl besides someone just being like a, a predator. Mm. Like, that's disgusting. That's wrong. Let's let's come back to Sedegine for a second because I think you touched on something really important about intent. So, again, we've not seen this performance, so we're not able to fully judge. And also, I've not heard Sedegine make any kind of statement about it. It's in no way am I in any position to tell any person of colour how to respond or how to feel about this. Um, what I'd like to understand more is I'd like to see the whole thing. I'd like Sedegine to enter a conversation about it. I'd like to understand her intent, what she meant to do by it. Was there any artistic merit to it? Did she intend to offend Um and and that's it really um and th that's what i mean really about people you know being invited into the conversation otherwise we just don't understand anything about why they're going to do it and why they're not going to do it again mm. i will say so there's another example of like selectivity so people are clearly really mad about this i don't know if it's fully equal to it but do you remember um trixie's green runway look in season seven the indie... traditional no. chinese dress Oh but yes, yes, moreover, yes, yes. Moreover, you know, and I have recently actually rewatched that runway. Moreover, her behavior and styling was very kind of like of a stereotype of an East Asian person. Um, again, I doubt Trixie's intent was to offend there. I think it was probably more to pay homage. But people are really selective when they come to overlooking certain people's behavior mm. and who they want to call out and. If anything, we should be consistent. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's very wise words coming out of you, but because you're holding a cosmo, a very <laughs> giant cosmo in your hand, and you're talking seriously, like I'm just <laughs> laughing, and I'm, I'm just looking at you, going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting yeah. on with this giant pink yeah, drink in my he's hand. Got this, he's got a double cosmo <laughs> and a goblet. A, a goblet. It's, it's beautifully An prepared. engraved goblet, I will yes. say. And, and, you're, and you're talking to me about these serious issues. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I think. Are you being serious? Well, know? the reason why Tom's drinking again is because, yay, we're in lockdown. <laughs> we're in lockdown. You, we're in the highest lockdown here in um, the Northwest. Mm -hmm. And the I just... I just want to say, if you are affected by this, uh, our hearts go out to you. Our hearts go out to all of the local businesses, all of the, lo uh, the people working for these local businesses, yeah. because it's just a really, really tough time. A really tough time for the hospitality industry. Yeah. So and the gyms. Yeah. And the gyms. With the gyms as well, I really feel for, and obviously they're really, there's been quite a strong pushback about gym closure because... Mm. Well, I, I don't know. I, I kind of every industry serves a purpose and can justify not closing, really. But like gyms are vital to a lot of people's mental health. Yeah. As is as is the hospitality industry. What's life without a little bit of color and flavor and a nice meal out? You know, color. You oh Tom, please. Um, I'm getting cancelled. I'm going to cancel you. <laughs> I'm going to cancel you right now. Um. So I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm very, very fortunate to work in the NHS, and that there's now much stability yeah. to my oh, job. 
Oh, thank you. Is that another pay rise? Yeah. Here's your bonus, girl. Hey. <laughs> um, but our hearts go out to anybody who's affected financially and yeah. occupationally by this. And... Well, let's talk about Holland's drag race. Should we come back around to Holland's we, drag yeah, race? Should we, should we mention it, maybe? Should yeah. we just touch on it and then go back to our serious last, converse? Last five minutes of the... Another Cosmo top up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, before we get on to that, I want to say, yay. If you're in New Zealand, please go see Mum... Uh, Mary Poppins at the Civic in yeah. Auckland because my sister is in Yay, it. Yay, Rhea. And she's playing oh, I don't I don't know. I know she's the girl who sings super califragilistic with Mary Poppins and Bert. You had to train accent train Yes, her, and you? I had to accent train her and I had to train her um how to sing the song with an accent. That's mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not going to do it because I'm. You know, it might not be wrong because you're supposed to have a Caribbean accent. So we're, we're going cancelling you for cultural yeah, appropriation. Exactly, kind of. <laughs> but we had to um, learn how to sing super califragilistic um, with with an accent mm. and like yeah, with character. The most important thing was getting the character through, and she got it, and she's mm. now performing in basically New Zealand's West End. Yeah, the best. Um, the the best studio there. The the, the best um theater there. So um, what a talent talented family you are yeah beautiful yeah. talented we, 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 von trap who <laughs> what? who were the von you know so that's a let's talk about Dre grace Can I say one more little thing i would so love it if any of our listeners would like to um leave some comments on the twitter about thoughts about cancel culture mainstreaming of drag that kind of thing i'd really love to hear some feedback from our listeners about it yeah yeah yep Let's yeah. leave it there. I mean, we'll definitely get it. We'll definitely get it from like Charlie and Colin. We will. We will. <laughs> yeah, looking hey forward. Yeah. <laughs> Slide into our DMs. Yeah. So this is episode five. Now mm-hmm. I'll give you a rundown of where we are at the moment. We have said goodbye to four queens. We said goodbye to Room. And then Patty Pam Pam left after Room. And then it was Megan Sconbrood. And then last week we had Madame Madness go. I'm dead, yeah. Little we. And the queens that are left is Envy, Janae, Mama Queen, Chelsea Boy. Sergene and Abby. Oh my God! Now the ranking at the moment stands at this. Envy has two wins. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Janae's got one win. Mama Queen has one win, but she's also been in the bottom once. Now we've mm. got Chelsea Boy and Sergene, who has no wins and has never been in the bottom either. But we have to remember that Sergene is Jimbo Winger in the sense she's that been she's been. Top. consistently high every time yeah yeah and abby oh my god has been in the bottom twice oh my gosh so um she's basically girl you got no mm. more or else it's, it's very likely that you'll go home yep you've got to be raven to move on from this really who are you at this moment like week by week i'm going to ask who are you rooting for um i do love envy yeah um envy's fab but you know um Focusing on what we've seen on the show, rather than which is what we do do, rather than storms that go on outside of the show. I've loved what Sedajin's brought. Yeah, um, she has been a fave of mine. I find like I find that so strange because, of course, we're just focusing what we see in the show. I haven't grown close to Sedajin, and I and usually the comedy queens are my favourites. But mm. what has she done that's been funny? I think um, can you no no can you can I you me- seriously tell me I mentioned it last week. What I think she does really really well is bring me like an entertaining and funny runway story, which is a very drag queen talent. 
She makes me chuckle and she makes me smile when she comes out on the runway. And I do think I did enjoy her performance in the comedy challenge, which, in the exercise challenge. The comedy challenge? Which one? The, the kind of, um, you know, Dutch Real Housewives? Housewives thing. Yeah. Really? You thought she was funny? Yes. I thought she was like solid very alaska oh she was very solid but, but she didn't but she didn't like she didn't stand out and that's where she should have i stood loved out. her booby shimmy in the dance last week that's all we got from her we got nothing from that <laughs> da- that dance challenge gave us nothing they, I, they hit the whole performance with camera angles hmm. it was just it was no i love i love what chelsea brings on the runway i think she's so creative and imagine she needs her breakout moment if she's going to go much further do you know what I, chelsea boy is the one I keep forgetting is there. I, I love her look so much that I do remember. I do think there's something special about her. But she's very forgettable at this moment. Janae is our like armor plated. I see Janae heading for another win at some point. Yep. Um, and I see her going far. She's the, um, I mean, I, I touched on it last week. She's been through something because she's uh-huh. very quick to gut, a, to, to gut, to gut. Maybe it is the word gut. I was going to say cut, but gut. She's she would, really quick to gut a bitch. She'd be more than cut. She would gut <laughs> yeah, a bitch. She wouldn't gut. She wouldn't cut. She'll gut you. Yeah. She's um. She's very quick to to. And she's quite dismissive a lot of the times, and she she goes straight to um the defense. Yeah. With, yeah. with every not even if it's not her situation. Like I remember last week when Sarah Jean was telling her about it, she was like, "No, if they don't like it, then like it was all." She was just like, "No, if they don't like you." She was very, very, very quick to jump to that, and I was she, like, mm. you, "You're supposed to listen, girl. Someone's pouring, yeah, you're right. someone's pouring their soul out to you. Y- you listen." All she could do in that situation was share her viewpoint, and her viewpoint, like ninety nine percent of the time, is if you don't like me, you can f off. Yeah. Um, actually, just f off anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you like me? Well, f off. I don't care. I don't care. I already made up my mind. No, if you're off. right. There's a story. There's a story that we're going to learn about at some point. I think with yeah. Janae that Mama, Mama's so sweet. Mama's such a sweet character. I do like her and really imaginative, creative runway. She's a feast for the eyes. Yeah, that slender praying mantis body of hers, and then Abby. Um, is Abby going to be a kind of Alyssa Edwards who's going to like? Or Cameron if, Michaels. If I have to lip sync for my life all the way to the top, that's what will happen. I think Abby OMG has a lot of flavor. Mm. She's got a lot of flavor. She's got a lot of spice. And I'm, I'm loving I'm loving all of it. Yeah. But my favorites is Envy and mm. Mama Queen. And I, there's something about Janae that I also love as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't like a runaway last week. I didn't. I really hated, hated it. it. I loved it. Um, it was very but, like Deco, Tamara Lempica kind of. But I love how feisty Janae mm. is. Like she's, she, you know, she's very, very, she's that girl. She's that girl that you call up when you're having boy problems and she'll cheer you up by saying, if him, if him, you know, he, he, he <laughs> ripped your time. You're too good for him. You know, she'll, she'll, um, she'll boost my self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what we've been seeing. So the first thing we see is obviously the girls have just come off the stage into mm-hmm. the workroom and basically it's said goodbye to Madam Madness. Yeah. And as we were saying before, Janae JK is quick to say that she was really annoyed. <laughs> she annoyed me. Yeah, so, she, she was really annoyed. There's something about Madame, Madame really annoyed her. Maybe it was her lack of preparation. Maybe it was her commitment. Maybe it was her drag. But was she the one that called Mom, Madame Madness in the episode one lazy? Yes, I believe she was. She was the one that she called her lazy. Be- <laughs> and poor Madame Madness shaved off her beard, went home. Which is what happens on Drag Race. Pure if Max, you- Max, can I see a different <laughs> wig? Fashay <laughs> away. <laughs> the only person who seems to have escaped that curse was um, Crystal Method when they were like, we want to see you turn down your makeup. And then she started to do better. 
Yes, mm. that was it. But so yeah. they've said goodbye. There's um, a kind of a an inward kind of internal celebration that she's gone, and I don't think mm. anyone's missed her. But this so leads- Jean said she would, so maybe they had a closeness. I don't know. Mm. And then it kind of leads us to the mini challenge, doesn't it? Yes. So this is interesting. So it's a replication of the season three. Uh, naked photo shoot challenge. Yes. So that was the season with Raja, Delta. Um, and it's really, really interesting because um, it's very kind of like, before you be somebody else, you've got to be yourself. Very that. If you're, we're, we're all born naked and the rest is dry. Can mm. you explain to me why nudity is is in this drag show? I think one thing really it's an entertainment show and a little bit of nudity is always entertaining, probably. Um, I th- I genuinely think that's the mostly the rationale of the producers. But mostly I think it is the juxtaposition between drag. You cannot get any more dressed up than drag, can you? Um, versus being completely stripped back and naked. Um, and I, th- I think it's that and it's about... Um, so you've got this drag character, but what's underneath that? And you think, okay, so that's why yeah, they do this it's a very like, visual, literal representation of that. And you can see the contrast between them being mm. stripped raw, literally, <gasps> and then you see them in full-on drag. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it really does show that you see a different side to these queens, don't yes. you? You always, like in the nude, in this nude mini challenge, like a lot of the queens are so far different from the drag queen persona that they yeah. have. Like when we see them in drag, they are untouchable. When we see them mm-hmm. in drag, they are a deity. Yep. When we see them in drag, they are the most confident and the most in their mind, they're the most beautiful person. And I believe it because I can see that that's mm-hmm. what they think. You kind of juxtapose that against the the nudity mm-hmm. you it's very very vulnerable it's you vulnerable. you see you see the human side of them yeah. outside of um that that powerful drag costume in reality shows they thrive on vulnerability of the participants they create great storylines and usually will expose some nugget about one of the characters let's say who yeah. involved and that character for this mini challenge was envy peru and i just remember in season three the character in that one was delta yeah delta i always like delta work i know that she gets a bit of a, a raw kind of um deal if you like for being you know a bitchy heather and all that but i thought delta was like really witty really thoughtful and really entertaining and she was very very emotionally honest about you know being so heavy and how that how it made her feel to be photographed nude and it was a really good moment for delta that actually chelsea boy did bring up some issue about body shaming yeah what was it about well, unfortunately, we didn't have much time to go in depth on it, but well, it's, that's, it's life I, in the gay community. Can I just say that I, they kind of glazed so fast over Chelsea Boy talking about body shaming. They actually should have made that more of a moment. They really should. Is Chelsea Boy the um, candy hoe of this season in that she's getting very little screen time? Is that why you're finding her less memorable? I don't think she's getting much screen time. Okay, that could, I mean, yeah, that could be it, mm. but she is not the most memorable. But when she was talking about body shaming, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. This is another topic in yeah. the LGBTQIAF plus community. 
Yes. I added a few letters on because you know I, I get I get caught in that alphabet kind of flow. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, giving it a a yeah, but I, I mean, that's kind of it, it needs to be talked about. Definitely, and I wish I guess there were too there were too many threads to pick up on here. So it would have been really good if they had more time to spend on this because it's a very interesting challenge in terms of the reactions it brings out in people. How would you how would you go if you be if you were to be photographed nude? I think it'd be all right. Yeah. You're just, you're just there with a the photographer and, and Fred. I like Fred. Fred's cool. I'd, I'd happily stand naked in front of Fred. <laughs> um, I think... Um, Is that an offer? <laughs> well, Fred, if Fred, you're listening, if you're when, listening. We come, when we come to your show, Tom, <laughs> send his nudes around. Please take his phone, send his nudes. I'll stand in front of you naked whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, do you know what? Do you know the photographer in this... Really cool, really encouraging. Got some great shots. Yeah, was oh my he? god, Rob. all of the shots mm. were amazing. I would, I would love to be photographed by him. Yeah, shout out, Rob. nude, all with clothes mm. on. Um, and the you know what our our next art our next cover art for um spilling the GNC podcast should be a nude photo of us with our podcast in our podcast studio mm-hmm. as you know you obviously holding a cosmo <laughs> me with my green tea or a barbell or a barbell. yeah because <laughs> that's what i do when i mm. podcast i'm actually pumping weights everyone <laughs> if you ever hear him just like a little grunt like, if you hear, yeah if you hear a little breathing or my yeah. all of my sudden my voice goes really really low it's because all that testosterone it's a surge of yeah testosterone. It, just, it just comes through me uh-huh. So the winner of that challenge was Janae JK. And yeah. we have, can I just say, they showed Janae's penis. <laughs> like showed Janae's willy. I was like, woo. <laughs> I was like, okay, hey. Where my people there? Where my people there? <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to kind of point out how Rob really brought the best out and every girl got a beautiful shot. And um, Envy really battled through but she looked gorgeous like it was i was so hard sad to hear about the crushing effect that that abusive relationship had had on envy self-esteem so sad that she seemed like such a like she does genuinely seem like a lovely person and she's beautiful in and out of drag like to hear of her being made to feel anything other is just awful but that's what abusive relationships do to people do you know what when you when I first saw Envy Peru mm-hmm. walk through those doors, she was so severe mm-hmm. up in here. <laughs> she looked like the most untouchable, armor-plated, like if you touch her, you'll prick yourself and fall asleep for 100 years. <laughs> kind of like you just don't mess with her. She is the stone cold. And she came with a reputation. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew her. I was just like, okay, cool. She's going to kill everyone but episode by episode she Mm -hmm. has just become more and more relatable more and more vulnerable i love the bones out of envy when she talked about um how she struggled with her sexuality about Mm -hmm. the gay thing about her internalized homophobia because of her upbringing Mm -hmm. um how she hated herself it's just so relatable and then again we get this lovely moment about um her showing her vulnerability again with her her ex Mm -hmm. um making her feel ugly and it's just like these are all of the things that everyone goes through i think the other thing with envy was i remember saying last week that she was heavier when she was young so I think there was already an insecurity that her her horrible acts could play upon. 
mm. to exploit um the, the really really eroded her self-esteem i mean she's beautiful and i think she's got a fabulous body how do you get out of that mindset i'm not convinced that envy peru is over like from what we saw i'm not convinced that she has crossed the other side and she's comfortable now just because of that photograph i think she did the photograph because she knew she had to and if she really wanted to do well Mm -hmm. i think she's such she has such a winner's mindset that she knew that this is what it takes and i'm gonna yeah i'll start off with the robe but i'm gonna drop it because i know that that's kind of what you want even though i'm not comfortable with it what would you what would you tell envy if she was there uh, with a therapeutic conversation, what 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 is the direction that you'll you'll give her in order for her to overcome this? I think the key thing is is to remember that um, sustained abuse like that does not the the effects of it do not go away overnight. It takes sustained positive work with a therapist. Really, if Envy would like to work on something like that, she could embark upon a course of therapy, and it would involve kind of deepening her understanding of of you know why she was in that situation um why she feels this way the effects of the abuse that she sustained um how to avoid it in future how to feel more empowered which i I hope she is i hope she is more empowered to, to not enter relationships like that again um or to you know if she did find herself in that situation to leave you know it, it's but the thing is about abusive relationships like that they make people feel powerless and they make people feel like they cannot leave um and they make people feel worthless and as if they don't deserve better and that that's how they trap them um so it it, it would be about it, it would be a course of therapy really um and i hope i hope and i i hope she's making good choices now surrounding mm. herself with with people who appreciate her inner and outer beauty or envy my, my advice is called Janae. Yes. That girl will let you know exactly where he stands yes. and where you should stand. And she she wouldn't even hear your whole conversation. I'm not surprised Janae won. She just walked in there, swung a willy <laughs> around. It's like, right, photograph this beautiful creature. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, there you go. Did you get yeah, you. everything, everything, everything? Yeah, you want this? You want that? Yeah, I'll give you some more nudity there. Cool. So yes, Janae did win. Yes. What did she get for winning? Oh, she got to go and do a, a um, shoot with a, a, yeah, a private shoot mm. with the um, the photographer. So congratulations on that. I'm gonna spoil it. This is the Snatch Game Way. episode. So it's very like you have to strip yourself back and be yourself, and now you've got to be someone else. Oh, what a metaphor! Mm. So what they wanted to do, I want to tell you what I feel now that you said that. Mm. The the purpose of the nude shoot. To me, yes, you know, like, and you know, in school in English, mm-hmm. where you had to explain why the curtain was blue, yes, and you have to be like, well, blue represents this, the melancholy and the <laughs> somber, and and, it, and the contrast with the blue and and the beige is it actually complements it because those two emotions mm. kind of explain and and really describe how our person is feeling here. Yes. That, that's what they do. And then the director's like, oh, we ran out of red. Yeah, do we have any other color curtain? Blue? Okay, put up the blue. That's it. But like over here, I'm going to read into it a bit too much. Hmm. So the purpose of this, and I'm also softening my voice because hmm. I dropped my dumbbell. <laughs> the purpose, the purpose of the nudity was we want to see Envy Peru and everyone else. I want you to take away that character. I want to hmm. see who you are without hmm. all of that. I want to see you 
at your most raw, yes. at your most naked, mm. at your most vulnerable. Mm. Now I want you to build yourself up as someone else mm. for the snatch game. Yes. Now I think that's what they're doing here. And so. if it's not what you're doing, producers, if you're listening, that's what you're going to tell everyone. You're welcome. <laughs> please credit us, put in the GZ podcast. Please promote <laughs> us. Please tell us everyone about Twitter, retweet us, do whatever you have to do, but we deserve to be mentioned <laughs> for that. Okay. Yes, philosopher. We are. Yep, the philosopher's stone. Let's get into seeing what they do, who they who they become, what happens to the workroom, and then we'll get into the actual snatch game. Really intrigued because I'm wondering if there's going to be a lot of Dutch references that we don't get. But let's see. Let's yeah. see. Yeah, I, I just please let me know one. Yeah, just one Madonna. Yeah, let's have a Madonna. <laughs> Beyonce. Someone do Beyonce justice, please. <laughs> let's have a look. All right, let's talk about the Snatch Game. Well, just for a second, oh. we've been very curious all along about kind of like some of the forces in Janae's life experience that may have shaped her into the person she is today. Mm-hmm. And she has a vulnerable moment when she speaks about um, ah, yes. a horrible, horrible attack in her hometown. It sounds really, really awful. Homophobic, um, motivated attack. Um Left her in fear of her life by the sounds of it. It was six men who jumped her. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a real moment of vulnerability for Janae. We've never heard her express anything quite so personal up till this point, I don't think. Mm. Obviously a very traumatic experience, but I think something she said that was very key here was, um, you know, she was told that it could happen again and she was like, I'm never going to let it happen again. So I think that kind of gives us a little bit of a hint. Obviously, there's only a little glimmer into the complexity of her personality, but a little hint as to why she has built a fortress around herself and become this, um, yeah, uh, as we say, armor-plated type of personality. Outward projection of strength, yeah, with a core of vulnerability, I think. Yep. That's how we all are, really, most of us. To a greater or lesser degree. Um, but yeah, um, I thought it was brave of her to share that. So thanks, yeah, thanks was, for that, Janae. It, it really like, made me warm to her as a person. It, you know. About time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We needed to like her. Yeah. Like well, she, Every week she was just like, bam, bam, bam. She was, she was cutting you like Bianca. <laughs> but without the Bianca wit. So it was just pure like, ouch. Like, ooh. Mm. Like, like, girl, calm down. But yes, let's get into the snatch game. Let's. Um, before we start, let, let's talk about who they were. So Janae played. Look, I didn't know anyone. So the only person I didn't know was Chelsea Boyd. Now Chelsea Boyd did Joe Exotic. Dear Joe we, Exotic. We all know Tiger King. Janae <laughs> did Annie Skilder. Sirajin was Mega Mega Mindy. So I'm kind of superhero, but I'm kind of character. Uh-huh. Abby OMG was Michaela Cox. Envy Peru was Petty Pratt. And Mama Queen was Ryan Divorce. Now, because I didn't know a lot of these characters, what they had to do was just be funny. Definitely. That's I, I went in there with that mindset as well. Yeah, they just had to make me laugh with the characterizations, with what with the answers, with the back and forth banter. That's all you had to do to make me laugh. Because even if I didn't know the character, that's kind of what I'm looking for yeah. anyway in the search game. It's very, very clear that we will have missed so many jokes and subtleties here because we were watching it through the medium of subtitles and we didn't know the basis of a lot of the characters. But... They did give us an idea as to the sort of stereotype they were occupying, you know, yep. be a thrilling yep. lesbian, um, kind of drunk housewife kind of thing. And like, so let's just get into it. Should we just think about them like character, player by player? 
and just see what, what we thought over all of their performance. Well, let's just talk about what stood out and what didn't. Okay. In whatever well, order. You're the producer. Just, whatever comes to mind, okay? So... I want to touch upon the fact that we don't have to know them. Like uh, Jinx Monsoon, perfect example. No one knew Little Edie. Mm-hmm. I still don't know Little Edie, but like her answers. No, oh. but her answers, her wits, the back and forth, and with with the other contestants and with RuPaul was funny. With my cousin in law, really. Yeah. So they were on a magazine at the time. <laughs> like that was that was good. So this I think is what helpful, I was expecting. Even if you don't know the character, if they can occupy an archetype that's familiar, so we could get oh, little Edie is an eccentric, rich, yep. high society lady who's fallen on hard exactly. times. Exactly. You know. So the person who did it amazingly for me was Envy Peru. Envy was fab. So like. I kind of got her really, really quickly. Yeah. Like that, that character. And um, she she was always on all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the character, just looking at that face made me laugh. And yes. her answers were the best. There was um, about a fragrance. What does the new fragrance smell like? And she was the bankruptcy. That's funny. <laughs> it is. It was a funny joke. And then the other one about like the parrot has just come out of the closet. <laughs> yeah. What is he always saying? <laughs> obviously, parrots listen to yeah, what's yeah. going on. And she was um, saying, ah, right. take it out. Take it like, out is too big. Clearing her mouth. Like yeah. that that was good. That was funny. <laughs> Do you know what I she mean? She was really, really good, very funny. And also I feel like, you know, she's the character she was portraying was kind of like not her conventional beauty type of thing. You know, she was kind of like drunk and a bit messy and just really fun. Great job, Envy. Was she the only one that also interacted with other people? Because she interacted with um, Joe Exotic when she was like, oh, I like it, I like it when he talks dirty. Yeah. And she also made that comment to Janae Jacquet's Ennis Gilda. Yeah. So I I mean, there was the, the, the confidence to do so within that character. Some of the girls tried to interact less successfully. And I think probably Sedajin is a good example of this because her her opening salvo was, um, I think actually kind of, kind of attacking. Kind of crude. Envy's character in not, in not a great funny way. And do you know who and- Sedajin ended up reminding me of is the classic kind of Raven Simonier type of thing. I had a vision where you're kind of oh. flogging a joke. To, and this visual gag of standing up and being the superhero. She did it every time. I didn't. I was really, really disappointed with Sadajin. Yeah. Really disappointed. Do you know it? what? I thought that this was... Because I've been saying time and time again, I haven't seen the comedy queen yet. Mm. This was the time for her. And I was like, okay, this... I Going into this, I was like, this is Sadajin's challenge. Mm-hmm. And she didn't... She didn't nail it in uh, she, any way. She she, worse, she kind of nailed it, but she put the nail into a water pipe and just created a flood. And then, first of all, she came for Envy, and then she came for one of the judges about how the perfume smells like his ass crack. Like that yeah, was that wasn't didn't respond funny. Well that wasn't it. that wasn't crude, and it came out of nowhere. And it was just like there was I. If, if you're going to be shady and attacking like that, it's got to be super funny, and then people forgive you for it. But. Well, yeah, it was like Blair Saint Clair. Do you remember in her comedy and All Stars? How it she was better, it was better than Blair Saint Clair. No, I, it really no, was. I think it was up there with Blair Saint Clair. It was also up there with Fira Moan. <laughs> it was up there with Fira Moan going, um, you, "Look, you've been sucking his dick for a long time." Or, or she, being the best friends of RuPaul doesn't qualify you to be a judge on the show. Farah had one good joke when she said. It was also up there with uh, with um alexis like do you uh, tamar tamar do you even watch the show well that was that was on the runway afterwards 
time I didn't watch a show. You didn't watch a show? Like, I, that was that level of crude. It was I up there. I loved how she walked out there with so much confidence. I was like, Michelle, I even wore your favorite color, girl. And just like, <laughs> crickets. <laughs> Michelle's like, right, okay. <laughs> Cheers. Oh. I love Alexis Michelle. Um, Santino, will you shut your no drag knowledge <laughs> mouth? Would you please shut the fuck up about your no drag knowledge? Oh my gosh. Feedback noise. Feedback I'm noise. just like, I'm mm. getting flashback of all these other moments that hit a dead end with, oh, with um, Serajine. Michelle, with all the wigs and makeup and light on your face, <laughs> maybe we should call you pregnant pause, pregnant pause. Michelle. Mirage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, look, we digress, but we're just kind of illustrating where Sidajine took us. Yeah. And she took us. She has earned her spot and um and with those queens on it, that panel of awkwardness of what the hell were you thinking? She, she unfortunately in, in a she, comedy setting. She suffers from the high expectation as well. So there I had, go. I didn't. I did. <laughs> you, I did. I did it. I was like, I hadn't seen it. I mean, I love, I love, do you know what? She might be the Priyanka in the sense that Sarah Jean is good in the confessional. Yeah. She's funny in the confessional. She's funny when she's not being, trying to be funny. But when she's put on the spotlight, when the cameras are rolling and she's, and she's told to do a funny character, she hasn't yet exceeded my expectations. The closest she got was when she was solid in that Desperate Housewives type challenge, but she has not hit that comedy level that I've expected. You know what? Who has hit it? Envy. Envy well, Envy's who, defied our expectations because she came in there looking like a, a glamour puss who probably didn't have a sense of humour, but she's actually excellent. And she's really actually funny. She's really good. Yeah. So Envy is my pick to win. The other person I'm putting up there is... Um, okay. Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea was fantastic. Well, I'm thinking Chelsea. I... I think Chelsea was good compared to everyone else on the panel. Chelsea really embraced the character and reached for the joke every time. She went really over the top. I thought Joe Exotic was a fantastic choice. Obviously, she benefits from our point of view from of being the only character we're actually familiar with. Yeah. But like a really good example of kind of like, you know, it's male drag, but Joe Exotic is every inch a drag queen <laughs> between the mullet and the sequin shirts. Sequence? Sequence. Sequence, sequence? is two? Sequence is one. Se- what plural? Sequence is one. Sequence. I'd say two. yeah. The other top. The other top there was um, Chelsea Boy, and he also gave us the uh, surprise factor. Mm-hmm. This quiet guy who was who was not memorable. Yeah. Be it that he didn't get enough airtime, but maybe he's not saying enough to get that airtime. I don't know what it is, but I said in the beginning of the podcast that he wasn't memorable. I cannot believe that. Chelsea Boy was Joe Exotic. He was one of the loudest people on that panel. He definitely. definitely he, reached. He definitely not only just used his words, he was very visual. He stood up, he turned yeah. around, showed his ass, showed his jock strap, used a gun. Shot like, like he was he was up and everywhere. And I'm like, wow, I was just like, is this is that Chelsea Boy? I was really, really uh, Impressed. As Fred said, actually very helpfully in the workroom, this is a really good character for you to channel your wild side. Yep. You know? I just want to see more of this 
in Chelsea Boy, but maybe Chelsea Boy is their introvert who does speak through the art and let the the art yeah. and his drag do the talking. But I I really enjoyed Chelsea. I'm not telling you to change Chelsea. I'm saying that it was really cool to see the side of you and oh, yeah. to see that you can do it. I think I I feel like this is like an awakening slash momentum gaining moment for Chelsea in this competition. I hope so. Yes. And then we kind of have the rest, don't we? Like Mama did not get a strong response. I really liked the idea of her character as this kind of, uh, she described her as a beer-swilling lesbian. Every single joke was kind of a vagina joke that wasn't very funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm I, sorry. I've got nothing else to say, yeah. but um, yeah. And it was the obvious thing to do. Was it the was, obvious it thing was. to I do? Mean, we, I don't know this lesbian. lady. I'd like. She strikes me as like a, a brash, perhaps overtly sexual um, gay woman, you know, good honor. But it's, it, I don't think necessarily Mama did justice to that character. She sounds like a really interesting, fun lady yep. that Mama couldn't really embrace as a character. I mean, Mama Queen and Janae, I forgot they were there. Celine, yeah. I know, was there because she was bad, but at least I remember that you were at, at the Snatch Game. Yeah. I don't remember Janae or Mama Queen at all. And Abby, Abby, oh my God, is very close to being forgotten, but for some reason, she's in my mind. Maybe it's because I really love her. <laughs> There's something you about, have a soft spot for her, don't I you? do have a soft spot. And I hope um, it's not because she's an attractive guy. I hope know, that's not the case. Well, you know. Because I, I like to be non-biased. <laughs> okay? Janae, Janae, unfortunately, was very forgettable. Um, I didn't really understand her character or what she was trying to give me. Whereas at least the others, even through the language barrier, we got what they were trying to do. Yep. Um, Abby was clearly like like a crude, brash lady, mm. you know, and she managed to insult one of the judges, which is never a good call. I at least remember her there. Look, I want you to choose the top two in the top i think we both agree the top two was envy peru and chelsea boy oh okay no i'm joking yeah back it, it up you better back it up envy and chelsea and i feel like this is an, a chelsea's week and if chelsea brings it on the runway chelsea will win this week i think i really preferred envy but you got to think of it within the dynamics of the show and don't tell me how to think this is like these are my feelings allow okay. my feelings i validate your feelings thank you but not necessarily the thought process behind them um so <laughs> yeah envy it should be her third win it would be too much of a runaway too much of a you know this is a reality show where we like we like steaks and competition and did you say steak steak yes yeah. steak feel it um medium rare so Chel- I I think this could be Chelsea's week. The bottom two for me is going to be Mama Queen and I'm going to say Janae JK. The reason why is because I forgot they were there, but I also want to put Sarah Jean in there. I, I think Sarah Jean deserves to be in the bottom because none of the jokes were funny and it was awkward. It, it was, it was. I mean, I my unless th- this season actually does hinge quite a lot on the runway so it's, it might change it's going to be between one of those four girls in the bottom and it's the runway is going to be important the runway is definitely going to count i'm going to say based on the sound effects that i heard the producers put over people the the bottom might be mama and sedagine yes mama maybe Queen. abby i i do believe no i i don't Janae's believe going to be safe i don't Janae, think Janae was forgettable and safe she didn't get any bad sound effects she got 
Did she even get airtime? Was the camera even on Janae? Was she there? That's safer than getting crickets. I felt like she could have just or done a, a Willem. She could have done a Willem. She could have put a photo up and walked off. That would have been more effective than what I saw Janae perform. Janae, girl, I love you. I know you listen to the podcast because we've got a big Netherlands. Look, first of all, if any of the queens are listening, we love you. <laughs> Can I just we put do, it out guys. there? We You're really amazing. do love you. You guys are doing an amazing job. You guys are artistically talented, aesthetically oh. visual. Surely you guys are amazing and Tom will buy you a cocktail yes. if we ever see you in Amsterdam. Or if you come to Liverpool, Bala will make you a cocktail. You can't come to Liverpool because we're on tier three. No, but one day, UK. one day. <laughs> well, one if you day. even do a tour in the UK, please yeah. join the podcast. Or if you come there, I digress again. Mm. But for me, yeah, the bottoms are Janae, Sidagine and Mamans, And it's all going to come down to the runway. At the moment, Abby OMG has been falling short with her looks on on the runway so her runway look mm-hmm. could put her in the bottom i i can't remember a look of abby's that i like um it's, to be fair janae brings it every week on the runway mama's very visually appealing and very imaginative Setagine, in my opinion has had some of the best runways so i i want to say that Setagine's more of a look queen than a comedy queen i think she's made herself that for the competition I, I, I come back to it. I think her real skill is telling a funny story on the runway that okay. makes me smile. Right. Well, that's the snatch game. Mm. Let's get into the runway and see if that makes a difference. Bring us to the runway. Let's get into the runway. Now, the category is they said split personalities, but then RuPaul said half man, half queen. And we saw the girls interpreting it in the runway, didn't we? And it seems to be the implication was bring a masculine side, bring a feminine side, which actually Mama Queen found quite reductive. Yep. She identifies as non-binary. Um, so she she was stating that she was going to find an additional layer of challenge in this. But let's get on to the looks. Okay. Cool. So the first person to walk the runway was um, Abby. Oh my god! So I'm sorry, I didn't care for this. Okay. Um, Like I can see where she's coming from. She's going for like an executive realness, male and female look. I will say from the neck up, Abby is beautiful as a man or a woman. So beautiful, but the the whole costume is just so. For want of a better word, messy. Like, there's the masculine side that was kind of reasonable but boring suit. It's like, you're not giving me anything exciting there. It's a bit of a go-to. I mean, this whole thing was kind of reminiscent of the season seven half-and-half challenge after the dance challenge, wasn't it? But the the feminine side, like, I couldn't really, like, get on board with what was going on with the outfit because there was, like, a work shirt and there was a corset and there was a skirt made of ties, which, I'm sorry, it's just, like, the most hideous thing I've ever seen on Etsy. It was that kind of thing. It was like a craft project. I thought that um, I thought that the look wasn't up to standard for RuPaul's Drag Race. There we go. That's what I'm thinking. You're being far but, more diplomatic than I. But I am. I just think that I just find Abby ridiculously sexy as a man. I'm, I'm putting it up there, Abby. You are wow. Okay. Well, and I think because of that, I think that this is a stunning look. <laughs> Is that biased? Am I being biased? You're you're being biased by her natural gifts from the Lord above. She is beautiful. Uh, There's no... She was was not looking beautiful tonight. (laughs) Um, It's just like the... the, the, I'm sorry, this is a boot. It was like a big old, you know, steel toe cap boot for me. Look, yeah, I mean, 
Is it a toot and boot for RuPaul's Drag Race? It was a boot, but if I saw that in a club, I'd be like, yes, yes. I don't think I would. I really don't think. I think. Well, I would. I said I would. Tom. Okay, we're entitled to your feelings, but the concept just got really muddied and there was too much crossover and it was crafting. Do you know what it was? The next person to walk the runaway was Envy. Now, Envy was the Amazon version of <laughs> no, Abby. Abby was. Oh, sorry. No, Ab- Envy was the picture. So what you see on Amazon yeah, yeah, yeah. is Envy Peru, uh-huh. and what you get in real life was the Abby. Oh my God! I think that's fair enough because, um, again, like Envy just executed it better, didn't she? Yeah, and actually, it was a bit more polished. There she, it is. There was, it was she, a bit more polished on there, and it was a bit. Um, it didn't. It wasn't messy. She gave us a more glamorous idea as well with her James Bond poses. Mm-hmm. So at least there was like an idea for the guy as well, like being, you know, this um, hot spy. She, she looked beautiful. There was this like um, sequined um, floor length uh, thought of thigh split um, Versace esque gown on the on the lady side, wasn't there? And so there was kind of like Angelina Jolie vibes. Remember when she went? That was that red carpet. Maybe she was, was getting a, a thigh out at every opportunity. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Kind it was of. a bit Mr. and Mrs. Smith, wasn't yep. it? Yeah, I like that. So you like this one? Yeah, cool. The only thing I want to say about these two looks is that they're a very literal interpretation of the challenge. But I think yes. I, I wonder if this is what it was. If you're half man, half queen, they hit the assignment. Yeah. Some girls. Like if category, if you're in a ballroom and the yeah. category is half man, half queen, don't be coming up there and say, well, you know, I don't believe in a man. So this is, if that's what the category, I'm not telling you to be that person. I'm telling you to dress up as the category. I'd like you to portray a character. Yes, I want you to portray the character for this. I'm not asking you to change your, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying to grow a vagina halfway through your <laughs> damn body. I'm not saying have a breast, but I'm, I'm saying this is what the category is. Deliver the category. And you know who will call anyone up on this? Um, pocketbook, pineapple. Who's that? Mariah Balenciaga. Mar- Mariah Balenciaga is the queen <laughs> of that ain't the category. That ain't the category. I don't care how you, what you feel. That ain't the category, girl. Yeah. In ballroom, if you try to mix it up, get your ass out. They will not take it. It uh-huh. is not happening. So Mariah will put us right every time. Yes. I think she needs to be a judge. She oh, needs absolutely. to be a judge because yeah. I just want to see her. She's iconic in that, in that world. Next queen was Mama Queen. I loved this look. It was a, a complete vertical split. There were I felt like it was two entities in one yes. body. I mean, if I put my hand halfway through and covered one, I definitely saw head to toe or from the horns all the way down <laughs> to the heel. It was different, different shoes, different color, the, the contrast between the characters. I loved it. Does it fit the half man, half queen challenge? No. Does it, does it fit the split personality challenge? Yes. It's it's one of those, like, absolutely agree with you. She was stunning head to toe, so polished, and like probably the cleanest mm. split we saw out of anybody. So well constructed, so much skill went into this. She was giving us a really, um, I mean, you know, Devil and Angel storylines kind of been done a little bit, but she did it very, very well. Um, there was like this Farrah Fawcett showgirl on one side. The other side, I thought, was, I mean, it was, this is what she's going to get criticized on, I think. It was far more androgynous than it was masculine. Let's see what the judges think. But like, she's giving me kind of, you know, Antonia Banderas in Interview with the Vampire or like Dracula from Castlevania or something. It was very that kind of like um, masculine, feminine, dark energy 
kind yeah. of thing going on. Mm. Yeah. So toot. Two, yeah, yeah, but I think does they, it fit think, the challenge? I think they're going to criticize her. Yeah, I mean, like they asked them to do a lot of things. Come as a devil, or come as a as an animal mm. inspired. It's it's that's just the category. But I just think, from her point of view, you know, if she genuinely has had this this journey in terms of you know working out her gender identity, it, it might just be very, very challenging for her to, to portray a masculine character. Yeah, and good on you for standing by yeah. your your values yeah. and, and what you believe in. Yeah. Next up, we have Chelsea Boy coming down, looking like Mystique, kind mm, of like, you know how when I you see that. Mystique, how she transforms? Yeah. It looks like Mystique in, in the transformation stage as it's happening. Yes. Also mixed. Uh, it's like she's going from David Bowie into Mystique. Very, very good. So that's yeah. that's what I saw. I don't have a lot to add to that, really. I think the the the, the kind of the sequin kind of scales were, were very reminiscent of Mystique, weren't they? Because mm. in the X-Men movies, that's, that's kind of how she transforms, isn't yeah. it? The, the scales. Um, very kind of Aladdin Sane era David Bowie look. Um, you know, really could have been him stepping off the stage. Yeah. But she she does have, she, I think, New Wave and Glam Rock are frequent points of reference for her. Mm. She's, she's referenced it a lot. And very, very beautiful and possibly my favourite so far, actually. I like the audacity of not going vertical, making it more diagonal. See, and I the found, bravery of showing her boy body as well. I found it really... Um, I wish she did a full split so that I could see the two and, and contrast the two. Um, it looked to me like one picture. It didn't look to me like two. Like it could have, it could have passed as just a single um, look because so, of that. And also, I wish that she had done a bit more blue on the wig because it looked mostly like it was just one wig for the two. That that's okay. that's just my that's just what I see. Be basic, be whatever. That's just what I how I feel. You're entitled to your feelings. I know that. Thank you. <laughs> be a nitpicking. Well, no, I'm just telling you what I what Considering I would you defended Abby OMG's look. Well, <laughs> so get out of town, frankly. Next up, we have Janae JK. I thought Janae JK was very clever with that kind of mirror, that mirror dome on her head, and I think it was really, really cool when she walked sideways. It was very, very clever, and it was so skillfully placed. Because have you ever tried putting a mirror down the middle of your face? Yeah, constantly. It's, it's, Actually, this morning. It's very, very hard to do and to make it look like your actual face. Um, it's easy, you know, just slight misplacement of it just makes it look very, very strange. But she placed it beautifully. And so she's giving me kind of like Christina Aguilera on one side. The the boy side, I will say, was very boring and very basic. She looked like she stepped out of NSYNC circa 1999. Oh, my gosh. That is exactly it. That's like the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Um, you are my fire. The it, just, desire. it was dated, unfortunately. And I'd expect Janie to bring something more current than that for her boy look. Okay. Or more conceptual or something. The boy side really let her down. The girl side was like gorgeous. Christina Aguilera in, um, what's the thing? Burlesque. Burlesque. Yep. Very that. Cool. And then the last one we have, Sarah Jean. I love this. So it was both. It was costumey. I'm Sarah Jean and I wear a costume. <laughs> you know what? I'm doing the Muppets voice because she was the Muppets. I wear a costume. Well, come off it. She's a drag queen. She's a campy, silly drag queen. And she was giving me both 
Kermit and Miss Piggy, but also like Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton doing like Alan in the Streams. Look, I always do love the performative element that she brings to the runway. I really did love when she did the whole sideways turn as Miss Piggy mm. and then Alma's hand creeping up and then she's slapping it down. I thought that was clever. Which is what we expect. What we, what I, these are the things I love about Sergene. And this is exactly what I mean about what she does. Wow, she gives a very fun camp story on the runway. Yeah. Okay. Do I think it was the most polished look on the runway or her most polished look so far? Probably not. But mm-hmm. I like the imagination. Um, I, I think she could have probably worked. Uh, there was something about the face makeup that was a little patchy, but I, I. I'm not an MUA, believe it or not. But from watching makeup tutorials and stuff, I believe it's actually very, very difficult to get the right material to do proper non-human color Tom, face makeup. Just the FYI, you don't need to make that disclosure every single time. I just time. think, you know, the, like I speak about it with such authority and confidence. You're not an MUA. It's not. Uh, and Tom's an MUA. Mm. Hmm. No, I don't say that in the beginning. Okay. Shall I? Shall I start saying I'd, that? I prefer so that, it. Yeah. Yeah. And Tom's a psychiatrist, not an MUA. <laughs> you know what? Next week, that's what I want to say. I want to say that because because you every single week you say that you're not an MUA. Girl, we know you're not an MUA. We know it. Gosh, you don't know. That disclaimer, we don't need it. But yeah, I thought it was funny. Now the reason why I didn't, well, it's hard to like it when you. I've seen Crystal Method's Muppet look. I know, I know, it was too. But like, I know the acid trip that you can give me with the Sesame's and the makeup and the costume. And I just, I, I, I didn't get that level of execution from Sergene. That's all. Okay, that's all. I think I think I would say it's a different sort of challenge, and it's harder to do anything when it's half and half. But there we go. My winner for this week is Abby. Oh, sorry, is Envy. Sorry, sorry. Say, sorry. Let's throw this drink over you. Is Envy Peru? Envy Peru is my winner. Um, when I'm looking at the challenge and the runway, the person in the bottom this week. If they forgive Mama Queen for not sticking like strictly to the runway, Mama Queen is safe. Um, Janae is safe. The the bottoms might be Abby instead of Jean. I think that look from Abby would put her in the bottom. If you ask me who I think should be top, I think this is Chelsea's week. Okay. I think Chelsea's really stepped it up this week. Yep, and I loved I her look, loved her performance. Who do I think should be in the bottom? I would probably place Abby in the bottom between the performance and the runway and any of the other three girls, to be honest. Like, much as I love Sedegine, she didn't bring it this week. I did love her runway, but it was a little bit unpolished. I'm right. thinking out loud now. Yeah. If I'm going to have to commit to two, I'm going to put Abby and um, I'm going to, I'm actually going to put um, Janie for being boring and the, the boy look being really bad. All right. Really? Okay, mm. let's see what the judges say. The judges have spoken and they've literally mimicked what I've said. I'm sorry, Tom. The winner for the third time is Envy Peru. So um, I ain't mad at that. I understand what you said about mm. Chelsea Boy really breaking out in terms of character and the way that he interpreted the runway was different. It wasn't symmetrical. However, um, what I think obviously has more credit than you, Tom. Clearly, clearly the so, judges are listening to yeah. Paolo. But let's let's not forget that Chelsea Boy was given from the guest judge um, 
What did he say? He said that, he that said was... He said you won the Snatch you, game. You won the Snatch game. I think but that it means shows nothing. how much the runway has waited in this, this season. Um, but I thought Envy won... Anyway, let's just... Congratulations to Envy and to Chelsea boy. Like, you're on the radar... Um, now let's talk about the bottoms. The bottom queens who had to lip sync for their live was between Seda Jean and Abby OMG. Again, mm-hmm. what I said. <laughs> and let's just let's just rip that plaster off. Yeah, yeah. The person who went home was Seda Jean. It was. Now, when I look at the lip sync and I look at the record, like the lip sync was. For me, if you're going into your third lip sync, you had to assassinate, like you had to completely murder the yeah. person standing next to you. And if it's your and, and for Sergine, the person who's going up against that person who's been up there three times, yeah. all you had to do was not be boring. Mm-hmm. You just had to do your own thing and make sure that you're actually performing. Now. Both of them were safe performers. So when mm-hmm. I look at that and I look at the history, I see that Sergin has been consistently high. This yes. is the first time in the bottom, whereas this is Abby's third time in the bottom. I don't think Abby did enough to stay. I agree. Sergin at least covered the stage, gave us a bit of presence. Abby stayed in literally one spot the whole time, then did a split at the end. That's all she did. I think I think Sergin gave a bit more fun, a bit more colour. She wandered around a bit. I mean, not, we not are. neither of the performances were fantastic. Abby did a good performance too. I'm she just did, saying, Abby. I, I just say that she didn't. What so did? Excuse me. Um, Latrice Royale versus Kenya Michael. It's not a fair comparison because but this I'm just, is a beat pop song. You don't need. Whereas Latrice to. is performing a ballad. Just because you're running all over the stage doesn't mean that you're doing amazing things. I think it's more in keeping with the tone of the song. Hmm. I think hmm. you've got you've got you've got to interpret the song and deliver to a degree what is expected of you this is an upbeat sort of like rock pop song running around a stage doesn't mean you're doing a performance she wasn't running she was uh, covering the stage and giving running around a stage is not performance girl look all i'm saying is that i don't think Abby, Abby did anything that interesting and she dropped into what her 87th split of the season so well first far. of all it's not a split that is not a full split she's literally just spreading her legs as wide as she can and almost touching the ground <laughs> I ain't got no hate for any of these girls. What I'm saying is that Sarah Jean shouldn't have gone home. Mm-hmm. She's been consistently high. This is her first time. And she did not bomb in the lip sync. And she was not killed off on the lip sync. So Sarah Jean should not have gone home. Abby, mm-hmm. oh my God, you've been touched by an angel. Um, I really do hope next week you don't come with a average performance in the maxi and i hope that you don't come with a very average slash weak runway you need to stay out of the yeah. bottom abby seems to be bolstered by that she, she was very like i've sent a third bitch home like it's the kind of like the most positive thing in the world where i think it's good that she's using that as hopefully momentum and confidence to carry her forward but there we go um Cedrazine is probably comparable to the likes of Acid Betty or uh, Linacia Sparks or Max. You know, very, very high, high, high. One bad week, off you go. Off you go, yeah. Mm. All right, so that's this week. So the next, the queens that we have now is Envy Peru, Janae, Mama Queen, Chelsea, and Abby. Um, Envy Peru is on her third win. Girl, she she is doing well. She's, she's, she's up there with Gigi and in terms of three wins. 
Well, Gigi had four. Sharon had four. Um, Shea Collet had four. They're in the four club. Four okay. is like the record. Envy, one more. One more than you're joining them up there. <laughs> but that was a, it was a great week. Uh, it was it was really really fun it was so interesting to try and interpret the snatch game through another language i think we learned a lot today i learned like cuckoo bird and then i saw the word <laughs> crazy she said crazy and i saw and i heard cuckoo I, bird i one thing i want to say envy is so like lovely and humble she was like surprised by her win and she's she's very very likable envy yeah and I, you know i think she's a shoe in for the win frankly all right um, but let's see what happens next week. Yes, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for listening to Spilling GT Podcast. Of course, you know, you can always contact us on Twitter. You can also leave us a review. The best thing you can do is tell a friend. Um, the more people listening, the better. Yes. Great. Lovely, guys. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Please join us then. Lots of love. See you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye.